Welcome to Eve and More. Music, creativity, spirituality, and more. Join me on my self-imposed 52-week journey, musical journey, where I share not only the track I create each week, but the deeper meaning and teaching behind it. I'm even more, author, songwriter, and spiritual life coach at you deserve a life you love.com. Do go and check out the website and uh, enjoy hanging out there. And if you do, remember to engage. So we've reached a major milestone this week. We're on the 26th song out of 52 weeks worth of songs. I think that deserves a round of applause, don't you? <laughs> Big up me! And because it's the halfway mark, in today's show, I'm not only going to be sharing this week's track, but I'm also going to reveal the first track to be released onto streaming platforms. It's coming out this Tuesday, October 5th, 2021. I'll share what track I chose to release first and why I chose it at the end of the show. And when it is released, please do go and stream or purchase to support my musical journey. Because it's been quite a journey. And I'd like to take a moment before we get into this week's track to review that journey I've been on for the last 26 weeks. It's been a commitment, an emotional roller coaster, a big chunk of my life trying to get each track ready for this show on Sunday, each and every Sunday. I've created music in a range of genres, from drum and bass, to hip-hop, to dance, EDM, R&B, Afrobeat, as well as a couple of instrumental tracks that, that have more of a film soundtrack vibe to them. I've improved my songwriting and producing skills, because I have to do everything from writing the song, to singing lead and backing vocals, to arranging and engineering the track, to the best of my ability each week. Because the stipulation for the challenge is that it has to be a complete new track each week, but it doesn't have to be professionally recorded, mixed and mastered. However, it does require me to try to create a track that doesn't sound too unprofessional or have poor listener quality. So I've had to learn and grow a lot along the way. Now, I've always written music, and so it isn't completely new to me, but in terms of the intensity of having to create a new track each week and with all different genres and trying to learn how to bring out the best of each track to the best of my abilities, when I'm singing in different parts of my voice and different kinds of music, It's been a lot. And then on top of that, there's creating the artwork for each track, which, to be fair, I only started about halfway through doing that, creating specific artwork for each track. But it's 
something else that needs to be done. So I've finished the track. It's taken three or four days to write and record and mix. And then I have to figure out what the artwork's going to be. And then I have to create like one minute videos to promote the track on social media and previews of the track on social media. So it's a big chunk of my life. It's a lot of work alongside my everyday commitments. But it's also been very, very rewarding. And since I've added the element of sharing the teaching behind each song, the deeper meaning, it has not only enriched the experience for me, but the shows have actually become longer. So there's more show to edit. So it really has been a major commitment, a major learning curve, and it's been vulnerability making as well. Because I'm sharing my creative babies with the public each week. And you could imagine, if you're a fellow creative or artist yourself, how these things are so precious to us. We don't want people to be mean to our, to our babies. We want them to tell us we've got a beautiful baby and not an ugly baby whose head is too big. <laughs> and even if they think that, we want them to lie and tell us we've got a beautiful baby. So every week I'm setting myself up for that. That these are my babies and I'm putting them out into the world. So I'm still truly happy that I've decided to take this musical journey. And at the end of the 52 weeks, I'll discover whether it was a journey to musical nirvana or musical mayhem. Probably a little bit of both. But I want to celebrate this milestone, this very major milestone of reaching six months of this one-year challenge. I give myself a pat on the back big myself up and tell you all that I'm truly proud of what I've created so far. So let's have another round of applause for me and the music. And for you, the listeners, on to this week's track. Now, you know, if you've been listening to the podcast regularly, that I don't know what type of track I'll be creating each week. I just tune in to my creative muse, my inspiration, and let the track dictate what it wants to be. And this week was no different. I sat in stillness. I listened to my inner wisdom, my muse. And what ended up being created is a track that is very much in the same field and genre as the track that's going to be released on Tuesday. That really wasn't my intention. I had no agenda, because I never do now. But it really does have a very similar feel and vibe to the track that's being released. And it's more focused on worldly matters like that track. Much more so than my other songs have been. My focus is more about bringing a spiritual perspective to everyday concerns. But this track is seemingly feels like it's more focused on a specific issue that obviously does have a spiritual aspect to it because everything does. But it's more political and about challenging 
the status quo, revealing the games of the status quo. It's much more so than my other tracks. So let's play a little bit of it now and come back and break down the lyrics. didn't know that. So let's read the first part. Got born no fear, I was from Nirvana. Then rules they came, designed to steal my thunder. That's when I saw the rule makers. They are the biggest fakers. I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know that. I've been fooled just like all the other suckers. I lay down, took a minute just to see the numbers. What they do, it's a game designed to keep you under. I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know that. Hadn't seen it, couldn't see it. Hadn't seen it, couldn't see it. Hadn't seen it, couldn't see it. I was going down until I saw the oldest game in town. That's quite a lot. Let's break it down. So got born, no fear, I was from Nirvana. That's a very simple way of saying that before we are born, here's the spiritual aspect, that in my belief system, my view, we come from a space where there is no fear, there is no doubt, there is no obstruction. So when we're born physically into this world, we've come from nirvana, we've come from a peaceful space where everything is possible. All outcomes are possible. And so you're coming in with this fresh energy of no expectations of there being anything to fear. So I got born, no fear, I was from Nirvana. And then rules they came designed to steal my thunder. And of course, the rules I've mentioned here on this show in the previous iteration of the podcast with the Beijing Empress, that the rules are all the labels we're given all the things we're told about who we are and what that means. So we're we're born and then we're, we don't know we're black. We don't know we're white. We don't know we're Asian. We don't know we're Middle Eastern. We don't know we're a boy. We don't know we're a girl. We're given these labels. We don't know what culture we're from. We don't know what class we are. We don't know what's expected of us from society. We don't know the discrimination. We don't know anything. We are taught a language and words and belief systems that fit in with our families and with our society. And because there's prejudice and discrimination in society, then we take on board all of that stuff. So they're rules, they're labels that we're given to live by. And they steal our thunder because they they block us in to whatever the prescribed belief systems 
of our family, of our society, of our culture, of the rule makers. And when I woke up from that and started to see that, that's when I saw the rule makers. And for me, that was quite early on in my journey, where I was a questioner from a very young age. So the rule makers initially were my parents and my race and my culture and my siblings and my peers at school and my teachers. And then once I left, there were the whole world's rules. And I started to say, but who, who determines these things? Who decides these things? And that's when I saw the rule makers. They were the biggest fakers. I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know that. Now I know that now. But in the context of the song, it fits to say I didn't know. The biggest fakers because they are the most fear-based of all of us. Anyone who seeks to claim power and control others is in fear. They're not in power. So it goes on to say, I've been fooled just like all the other suckers. I lay down, took a minute just to see the numbers. What they do is a game designed to keep you under. I didn't know that. I was going down until I saw the oldest game in town. And the oldest game in town is creating fear by pitting people against each other. Creating fear by creating a system that requires you to have money in order to live. And the more money you have, the more you're perceived as successful, as a good person, as having achieved something. And you create this aspiration. In America, they have the very literal phrase, an American dream is to move out of your original space of perhaps poverty and illiteracy to being top of the world and famous and having lots of money. Now we know that along that journey, lots of people fall, even when they've reached that pinnacle. In fact, that pinnacle can cause them to fall because it's so full of illusion and manipulation and fakeness that People don't always navigate fame and wealth very well. So I'd been fooled, just like all the other suckers, to get out there, follow the rules, work hard, and uh, you'll be fine when the system skewed against most of us being fine at all. So that's the first part of the song. Before I play the next part, I'll read the second part of the song. It says, I took a trip to my interstellar homie, the one that knows all the games going on here. We sat and vibed, going deep into soul, yeah. Found out that fear is the source of all control, yeah. I took a trip to my interstellar homie. <laughs> my interstellar homie isn't another person who's into the stars. <laughs> my interstellar homie is my inner wisdom. The part of me that's connected and aware and conscious of what's really going on is beyond this world. It can see the world, it can be in the world, but it is not part of the world. My interstellar homie, awareness itself, the one that knows all the games going on here. So we sat and vibed, going deep into the soul. Yeah. So I sat and I vibed with that wisdom, with that awareness. And tuned into the knowing that fear is a source of all our control. Now you might go, well, everybody knows that. But do we really know that? What is the thing that most of us fear? Is it not having nothing, being homeless, 
having no resource to take care of ourselves, to provide for our family, improving our life circumstance. Isn't one of our biggest fears not being seen as having value, not being seen as being important? And what makes us more important in our society? It's how much we earn, it's what we do, it's what labels we have. Do we not judge street cleaners as not as good as a prime minister? Do we not judge movie stars as superior to somebody who works in a shop? And whether we say we're good people and we don't have those judgments, we have those judgments. When someone says, I aspire to be a caretaker of a school, we don't think, wow. But when somebody says, I want to make six million for my next movie and they make it, we're like, whoa, how did they do that? (laughs) Because at the root of that, the system is about money. And how much money can you have? The inequality between the West and developing countries, as I like to name them, the countries that never really fully get to develop because system is skewed against them and corruption is encouraged. The difference is wealth. The difference is resource. The difference is access to education, access to clean water. This is a very real thing. And how those in power, true power, not the politicians and the government, but those who have the greatest wealth and have had it for the longest time, they are the orchestrators. They can pay governments to put forward their agendas. They can manipulate the media, own the media, own the press, and put out the messages they want put out. So those energies, those people, they keep us stuck in fear, and that's the next part of the song. They've got to keep you stuck in fear now. Your enemy ain't the one you think it is now. They set it up just to keep you fighting, but your enemy ain't doing all the hiding. And that's what they do. They set us up against each other. That's why you'll have the poorest, most illiterate people in America blaming immigrants. And we're talking about white people who live in in the South, mainly, who will be the most ardent racists, the most against immigration, the most against people having equal rights. Because they've been targeted to believe that the enemy is that migrant, is that person who looks different from them, who sounds different from them. They'd rather go down that route and become more and more abusive because they're so easily manipulated, because they choose not to educate themselves and hear a different perspective, that the powers that be are like, this is hilarious, look at these people, they have nothing. They have very, very little, and they are attacking people who also have very little and have the same aspirations as they do not looking at the system that holds them all under with basic wages, a very low minimum wage. The biggest thing you can aspire to is to become middle class. And the middle classes, many of them, live their life in debt to aspire to keep up with the Joneses. It's all a big joke, really. (laughs) So they set it up to keep us fighting against each other. What's going on in the UK with leaving Europe? It's been about the government able to manipulate those who feel that immigrants and migrants and foreigners are the problem. And now, in the UK, we're experiencing the outcome of that. With driver shortages, uh, staff shortages in the National Health Service, 
in uh, industries that require people to pick food and take food here and there. We're seeing rising gas prices. So many negative consequences of manipulating those who blame the foreigner, blame the darkies, blame other poor folk, blame other people who've had it as hard as they are, rather than blaming the powers that be. It's set up that way. Black people fighting against white people, straights against gays, trans against everybody, because they get it from all sides. Religions against religions. You know, let's keep them fighting amongst themselves so they don't look at the true source of why we're all suffering here. And the line that says that your enemy isn't the one doing all the hiding. The person that you perceive as your enemy is here in plain sight, like you, struggling to build a good life. But the true enemy, you can't see them. You don't know them. You can't name them. You don't know how much wealth they've got. You don't know how much control they have over you and how they're manipulated anything. You can know it in an abstract way, but you cannot know the machinations that go on behind the scenes to keep us all manipulated into the system of trying to acquire money. So let's play that part of the song. I took a trip to my interstellar home The one that knows all the games going on here We sat and vibe going deep into soul, yeah Found out the spirit is the source of all control, yeah Gotta keep you stuck in fear You're enemy and the one you think it is now They set it up just to keep you fighting But you're enemy and doing all the hiding I love this topic because it's so part of what I believe is important about life. It's about self-awareness and about awareness generally. Being aware of the world we live in. Being aware of the games that people play. Being aware of how our insecurities are tapped into and manipulated to meet an agenda that keeps us as worker bees, as slaves to the system. Because we're very easy to control. And that's the last part of the song. So it, after it says, didn't know that, it says, you're seeking money and it's feeding all the power hungry. The power hungry are the people that have all the money and always want more money. People who have so much power and always want more power because it's addictive, a drug, and they do not understand that they are the weak ones. They are the ones living in fear. They are the ones who have the most insecurity. No matter how much they have, it's never enough. That is not a healthy mind. But what they're good at is focusing on getting more and more and more of what they have. And then using the more and more of what they have to manipulate everybody else. So when you're out there seeking money, fighting to get that job, fighting to keep the job you don't even like, fighting to move up in status so you can get a little bit better off than your neighbour, so you can brag about your latest car, the biggest TV screen, the latest designer gear. While you're doing that, it's feeding the power hungry. You're feeding the system. You're allowing uh, sweatshops to continue. You're supporting climate crisis. Because we're just feeding into a system that's broken. They know that you're easily controlled because your fear of having nothing makes you bought and sold. That's the line in the song. Your fear of having nothing makes you a slave to the system. 
you truly believe the only way you can have money and have a good life is by following the system that is given to you and has been instructed that this is the only way for you to do what you're doing. But maybe there are new ways. Maybe there's innovation of how this system can be. Who are the people who aren't in the system and being manipulated by the system and living their lives more freely? What is it that they've given up to say, I want out of this rat race? And it could be off-grid people or people that live in vans or RVs or, or they could be people living very good quality lives that have found a way to say, I don't have to buy into this scarcity belief that everything has to be hard, that you have to work 40, 50, 60 hours a week to progress in life. None of that do they believe in anymore. You know, so you feel freer. You you can see the game for what it is. And you don't feel like you have to buy into it anymore. You find new ways to engage, as I like to call it, in the world of Caesar in a way that doesn't impinge upon your personal sense of freedom or be manipulated by the power makers and holders. So your fear of nothing makes you bought and sold. You put your money in the bank and you think that you're free. But your money's only worth what they want you to see. Because it causes you to think that your mind is free. But you know that ain't the truth. It ain't the true reality. What does that mean? We put our money in the bank. Right? And the bank uses our money to further corporate interests, global corporations. They pay us a minuscule interest on that money. And uh, they don't actually have any money of their own. You put your money in the bank and you think that you're free. But your money's only worth what they want you to see. So they put up interest rate, put down interest rate. They determine what your money is worth at any given moment. And they can change it on a dime. And we see that with governments everywhere all the time. Either the currency is completely devalued or they've decided that their mess-ups that cause the whole system to collapse as it does cyclically every five or ten years. There's a, the stock market crashes and everything falls apart and the worker bees, the ones with the least amount of money, are the ones who have to bail the people out with their taxes, right? So they can use your money, change the value of your money, determine whether your money is worth anything at all. But you think you're free because you get paid every week or every month and you put your money in the bank and you can see your money there. In a moment, that could be wiped out. And so it causes you to think that you're free. And your mind is free. When actually you're just living a controlled life. Which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. But if you don't want to feel so controlled, it's good to look at it. And see that master manipulators are at play here. In the UK alone, there's been a 33 percent increase in the profits of billionaires and a 35 percent increase in the number of food banks and food bank users and food banks are where people go when they're so poor that they can't afford to feed themselves or they have to choose between heating their homes and feeding themselves there's been a 30 plus percent increase in both that tells you the system is insane and very very manipulative and people who are using food banks are also workers They're not just people who aren't working. It could be even nurses who are using food banks because they can't balance all the outgoings with what their income is. And they work 40, 50, 60 hours a week. System's broken, yeah? 
So that's what this track is about. So isn't it time to take a look at the true reality? Just step back, jump back, says the song. It's time you look at the true reality and make what you will of it and see if there's a lie that I'm telling here. Aren't we all being manipulated on this treadmill of trying to make money? Isn't money the way that they control us? Those that powers that be. Isn't that true? So I'll play the full track now and then we'll come back and have a little bit longer just to share the track that I'm being releasing and why I chose that track. And then we'll wrap it all up. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into politics meets life meets spirituality. Let's play Didn't Know That. song i love the direction of it i love how powerful the lyrics are 
and I love that it is in the same feel and genre as the track I'm releasing. And drum roll. That track is Everybody's Fronting. And if you've been listening for the entire challenge, you probably know that was the one that I decided to master first out of all the tracks. And it was weird because there were so many other songs that I considered, at least five others, that I thought I could make that the first one. But this track, Everybody's Fronting, and the track I've just played, seem to embody the essence of what I want to be as a songwriter, which is songs that make you think, but also cause you to vibe and chill. You know, you just vibe into the track and you're not really noticing what the words are saying. But on the second or third listen, it starts to sink in. Hey, this is deep shit. (laughs) This is deep shit and it's vibing. So I think that's the essence of the music I'll be creating as a songwriter, whatever the genre, that it has a vibration to it and a vibe to it. And it's about teaching and sharing using contemporary music. So Everybody's Fronting is the track I chose. And Everybody's Fronting is about uh, a similar energy as the previous track, which is we're all out here fronting, putting on our masks. Our, I don't mean our COVID masks, our masks that we wear to show the world what we would like them to see when inside all is not as well as we would like to be. We use our status symbols to feel good about ourselves. We use the size of our bank account, the size of our penises if you're a man. (laughs) The size of our booty if you're a woman. You know, how long our hair is, our nails are, our fake hair, our fake nails. Where we work, what we do. To boost our self-esteem and the core esteem, the esteem that knows that we are more than valuable without anything attached, without our status, without our name, without our race, without our gender, without our ability or disability, without our belief systems, our religious beliefs, anything. We are enough. That part doesn't get tapped into. We seek outside validation at all times. So the track that I have chosen to release is Everybody Fronting. And as I say, It will be live on streaming platforms from Tuesday the 5th of October. Please do go out and stream it or purchase it and support this journey because, yeah, I'm passionate about it. And it's good to support people who are following their passions, don't you think? I like to support people who are following their passions and their dreams. So let's play that now and I will see you next week with a brand new track, one hopes I'll still be here. (laughs) And who knows what that track will be, because I don't. I don't know what genre it will be. Do check me out at youdeservealifeyoulove.com and I'll see you then. Till then, bye! Stay
Yeah.